The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. It is hump day, February the 9th. Live here from the Low T Center studio, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Ben, SEC basketball, man. What a night last night as uh, number one Auburn goes down. And uh, Vegas Vegas knew something because that line was tight, tighter than Paris Spandex. It was tight, tight. And Bud Walton Arena was on fire. Sellout, biggest crowd in arena history, and um, Arkansas knocks off number one Auburn. Nice slate of SEC basketball games, man. SEC basketball is the best conference in America. Wow. Crazy to say. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, only getting better. Only getting better. That's right. I am somewhat young, so don't, don't remember SEC basketball as as far back as others, but in my lifetime, this is the best SEC basketball has ever been. Yeah, me too. From top to bottom. And it's only getting better because schools are are finally realizing that you don't have to pick one sport over the other in the SEC. You you can contribute all the resources and money you need to into whatever program you want to on campus and and have a big time program in each sport and as a result of that sec basketball the stock is skyrocketing and uh, last night was another example of just how how great sec basketball currently is uh auburn arkansas was absolutely terrific Mm -hmm. auburn really missed zeb jasper Mm -hmm. who uh did not play because of a non-covid illness he passes the ball Mm -hmm. he's the only person on the team that passes uh he is the glue to that offense he is the glue to that offense, and uh, Jabari Smith made some big-time shots at the end, but uh, waited too long to start making shots. And uh, I th- Katie Johnson was awful Terrible. last night. Uh, his, his energy's fun to watch if he's on your team, but it's, it's not fun to watch when the game's on the line and he's going a million miles an hour and throwing it up at the backboard with <laughs> with nothing to it. So uh, last night was fun, and the, the other games were – we're good as well. LSU A&M was, was kind of a, a blowout. LSU could not miss in that first half. Brandon Murray was was stuck on automatic from the three-point line. Uh, Kentucky had a battle all night with, with South Carolina, pulled away and won by double digits, but uh, it, it was fairly close for most of that game. And then Vandy, Missouri uh, was, was a close game last night uh, in, in the 9 o'clock window as well. So you're, you're spot on. Last night's uh, SEC slate was was fun like we thought it would be. Was 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 crazy. Did Mizzou cover? I think Mizzou cover. I think only... I turned it off when Vandy went up like 8. Yeah, I think the only game that missed, messed up my parlay was, um, was, was Auburn losing. Um, but I had I had Kentucky... Winning by uh, nine and a half and covering that 
spread. Sorry about that, Ben. You had a bit ten and a half, and uh, she wave was being all nice and showing good sportsmanship, but whatever. Um, uh, if you could have heard me yelling at my television, go dump. I was, I was so mad. I was so mad. Like Swain said, I had Kentucky ten and a half, and and my parlay would not have mattered because I had I put money on. Auburn within I had Auburn mm-hmm. covering I think I had Auburn at one yep. so the line had gone down to one before tip off I had Auburn covering the the one point favorite uh, I had LSU covering one and a half I think it was and LSU took care of business so Kentucky and and Oscar Sheboy screwing me uh, <laughs> it, it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things with my parlay because Auburn Peed the bed, but uh, I did have a separate bet of simply Kentucky covering. And for for those who did not see the final ending of that game, Kentucky's up 10. They get the ball back with like five, six seconds, and Oscar Sheboy is cherry-picking. And Kentucky gets the rebound and throws it full court to Oscar Sheboy on the other end with like four seconds left. There's nobody around him. He has an easy dunk, and he goes in acting like he's going to dunk it, and he just doesn't dunk it. And if he would have dunked it, Kentucky would have won by 12, and they would have covered. But instead, they won by 10 and didn't cover, which I had them at 10 and a half. And they won by 10 because Oscar Sheboy was was doing stupid sportsmanship things on the floor, acting all nice. Like, we, we got to stop teaching sportsmanship. We, we have to stop. Go dunk like it. Arkansas game. Yeah, and then yeah, that that was even salt on the wound. Then thirty minutes later in in overtime, Arkansas doesn't show sportsmanship and and dunks it all in Auburn's face. And 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 Window Dream was trying to fight there. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, he was he was he was he was hot. And if I'm in the SEC, you know you got you got you got to put down a fine on Arkansas because the the point of Trying to minimize the, the court storming and field storming is, is is safety concerns. I think about one incident. I'll never forget it. Boise State, Legarrette Blunt, when when Boise State lost and and a fan ran up on Legarrette Blunt and he hit him with the one hit a quitter and. I could have, like you, you could, you could, you could see that happening last night, as Wendell Green was trying to stop the last second dunk, and then the crowd just swallowed the court, and Auburn's players were right in the middle of it. Eric must have been after the game. He threw a little shot, as he should have. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I love it. I'm here for it. But you know, he threw a little shot, saying, you know, the Auburn players were dancing on their logo before the game, and they watched it. So, you know, they they were motivated and they wanted to send Auburn home uh, without doubt. They wouldn't put an exclamation point at the end of that game, and that's what they did with that dunk. But yeah, man, that that could have that could have uh, that could have ended really really badly. And you know, Bruce ain't gonna care. Well, then- he, he likes his he likes his guys to be rough and. Yeah, and fight and get in trouble anyways. You, you remember his time from here, Tennessee. So it's not like he's going to discipline, discipline those players anyways if they got in trouble. No, no, not at all. And then on top of 
like the players' safety being a huge concern when storming the court. And they those other players, the, the Auburn players, had to go a long way to, to get to the locker room. They had to go oh, yeah. across the court. But oh, yeah. they turned out the lights for like a solid 10 seconds. Like Teddy P, y'all, that's... That's fight time in the club. After the club, that's that's. I was thinking, oh, somebody's prom- gonna get sucker punched. Oh, that's prime time fight. That that that's. I I was waiting on something bad to happen, whether it be Auburn Arkansas fighting because Window Green did not appreciate that last minute dunk and, and tried to. It looked like he tried to hit him in the 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 man area when he was in the air with the dunk, and, and then the the players. Amongst the fans, and the fans were already talking crazy before the game when, when the Auburn bus arrived. Love so it. I, I was just waiting on something to happen. And then then they turned off the lights. And, and not only does that mean it's it's fight club time, but also uh, people running and storming the court with the lights off does not sound like a good idea. Somebody's going to get trampled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's also yep. that aspect of it. But it, it was a really cool scene. It's, it's why we love college sports. Uh, what – what the like Vol Grizz Cub says on the text box, what the Grizzlies did to the Clippers last night, that was also unsportsmanlike. But you don't get that type of atmosphere in the NBA this I time know. of year. You, you, know. you don't get that passion this this time of year. So that was really neat. And I just early for what to Auburn for for dancing on on the logo. In in any sport, and we've talked about this with the Titans, and and the Titans do genuinely have good intentions. Like they they're not standing on the other team's logo to piss off the other team. It's just kind of where they gather before the game. But it's still, in my opinion, stupid of them to do so just because you're you're, you're setting yourself up to, to to deal with drama that, that you don't intend to deal with. You don't do it before the game. Yeah. You, you don't do and, and Auburn was much different than the way that the Titans do it. I'm just referencing the, the conversation that we've had before on the show about it. Auburn was dancing on the logo. Yeah, like, yeah. why why motivate them even more than they are already going to be motivated? Packed house, first time a number one team has ever come to Bud Walton. Most people ever watching a game at Bud Walton, and you're dancing on the logo before the game. They're already going to be energized. Why, why energize them even more? And it's just like the same thing with the Titans. It's like, okay, yes, you don't have bad intentions in doing so, but you you just you're you're stirring things up when when you don't need to, you just don't need to. It's stupid because if I'm on on the other team, I'm pissed if somebody's standing on my logo. Damn right, man. Hey, I've been through that as a as a player, and you have you know team try to dance on your logo. And, you know, I've been part of a team that had it happen to us, and the next year we we had it in the back of our minds, and then we won. And we planted a flag on their logo. That's so, how you handle it. Yeah, man. I mean, I do think uh, Arkansas goes back to Auburn. I think I heard that last night. That will be rowdy, to say the least. If 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 that is the case, and I was thinking last night. Speaking of uh, scheduling, how about Tennessee schedule the rest of the way? Let's go. Got, I'm ready, man. I am too. Four big time basketball games. Kentucky next Tuesday. You've got two Saturday games with Arkansas. You go to Arkansas next Saturday. Next week, you're home against Kentucky, 9 p.m. Eastern. They're already promoting it on ESPN. We've got ESPN rolling here in, in the studio. Mm-hmm. And they, they just had a lengthy commercial 
hyping it up. Plenty of Santi highlights and so on and so forth, Kentucky highlights, and, and they're already promoting the Tuesday night blockbuster, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, they talked that, about That'll it. be fun. Then then you go to Arkansas on Saturday, and then I think that the next Saturday, Auburn comes to town. You, you've got a top-five Auburn team coming to town, two dates with, with Arkansas. You, you've got a date with Kentucky. Man, there's some, some big-time games on the back end of this uh, Tennessee schedule. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at Auburn's schedule, Ben, doesn't look like Arkansas will go to Auburn. Auburn's remaining schedule, uh, they play A&M at home and then Vanderbilt at home and then uh, Florida, Ole Miss. They play us on the 26th. They go to Mississippi State, and then they finish the season versus South Carolina at home. So uh, we, don't get, we don't get the rematch. And what's weird is you go look at Tennessee's schedule there on ESPN, and you go look at the what they call that the predictor, mm-hmm. the matchup predictor, the matchup predictor, and Tennessee is is for some reason favored to to beat Auburn. Auburn hasn't looked good the last couple of games. For some reason favored to beat. Now nah, I would still pick Auburn. Don't get it wrong. Tennessee's scheduled to win the rest of their games uh, on Ken Palm. Uh, Obviously, that, that hmm. will not Without happen. Without Olivier. Yeah. Obviously, it won't happen? No, they're not going to win one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're their last eight games, and half of those games are against Kentucky, Auburn, and two against Arkansas. No, I, I, w- I, I would either. be stunned if uh, Tennessee wins the <laughs> all of their remaining games. But uh, Kim Palm predicts them to win. Now, like next Tuesday – Kim Palm gives them a 50% chance of winning and predicts a 72-71 win. Oh, yeah, that's 72-71. Close. Arkansas next Saturday in Fayetteville, which this would be incredible if Tennessee beat Arkansas on the road, 72-70. Auburn, 71-69. Nice. And then uh, when Arkansas comes to Knoxville, Saturday, March 5th, the last – Regular season game, seventy-five to sixty-seven, and uh, Mississippi State tonight is is going to be a real tough game, I think. And uh, Kim Palm pre- predicts a seventy to sixty-seven win for Tennessee. So a three-point win tonight is what Kim Palm is calling for, and gives uh, them a sixty percent chance of doing so. It's the first. It's the first game without Olivier. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a tough game regardless. They've but, got some big guys. Yeah, I mean, you you were, you were going to have to play without Olivier and, and make adjustments with him not being in the lineup. And we've seen with Lady Vols, they have not been the same without uh, Green. I mean, Lady Vols, they don't even look like a top 10 team right now. Uh, well, let's not talk about them today. Because because of an injury. I'm just using them as an example. Um but this is the first game without Olivier. So how will this team respond? How will they adjust? Who will step up? Who will put it on them shoulders to 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 make the plays, man? I mean, John Focus has been here for, for 27 years. He knows what time it is. Let's go. It's mm-hmm. go time. And Zakai Ziegler's coming off a fantastic week last week, earning freshman of the of the week honors. Kennedy Chandler is playing at, a, at another level thanks to TJ Ford. Appreciate you, TJ Ford. Honorary VFL, baby. Thank you, man. Thank you, TJ Ford. Getting getting Kennedy right. And since their talk after that Texas game, 
Kennedy's game has went to another level. Mm-hmm. He's seeing the game a whole lot easier. The game has slowed down for him. Um, he is taking his time. He's, he's being patient. He's taking care of the basketball defensively. I mean, he's going to get you two or three skills, steals a game. But the game is slowing down for Kennedy Chandler. And this is the point of your freshman year. When you when you pass that midway point. You're get, seasoned. Yeah, man. The game starts slowing down for you. And this is why, like, I've always been a supporter of redshirting in football because your head is spinning for the first month or two in the season. And before you get your feet settled on the, on, on the ground, you turn around and there's like three or four games left in football. Well, in basketball, here we are, and now we're seeing Kennedy take, you know, take that step, and you have eight regular season games left. Mm-hmm. So plus it N- takes time for freshmen. Plus NCAA tournament. Uh, SEC tournament first. Uh, I meant to say that, but NCAA came out, and I, uh, I I talked about it last year with with Keon and and Jaden. You can really make a lot of money this time of year. Can really make a lot of money. I always think of Mike Conley. I always think of Mike Conley. He uh, was drafted. Just let it go, Ben. He's not there anymore. Top five, and he. I, what do you remember exactly what pick he was for the Grizzlies? I know he's top five. I, I want to say he was number two. Odin went no, one. Odin, Odin was uh, Durant was, was two. Fourth. Fourth. Durant was two that year. Odin was number one. Who was third? You remember off the top of your head? 2007 nope. NBA draft. But uh, my point is, like, going into the NCAA tournament that year when Ohio State made that run, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike was, like, predicted to be a late first-round pick going into the NCAA tournament. He, 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 was, he has said that, like, going into the conference tournament and NCAA tournament – he was planning on coming back to Ohio State for a sophomore season because, again, he was predicted to, to kind of be drafted towards the end of the first round, similar to Keon and Jaden last year, similar to Kennedy right now, and he just absolutely balled out in, in the conference tournament and NCAA tournament and helped lead uh, Ohio State. Well, they, they went to, like, the Final Four that year. I think. Yeah, lost that the year they lost to Florida. Yeah, lost to Florida. Was that Florida's second of the back-to-back? Mm-hmm. I want to say second, yeah. Because they, they won in football and basketball in 06. Yep, that's right. Al Horford went third <sighs> after uh, Greg Oden. That that draft, man, Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, Al Horford, Mike Conley, Jeff Green, Joe Kim Noah, a lot of uh, players who played a long time in the league. But Kennedy has a chance to make a lot of money this month and next month. A whole lot of money. Everybody talking about, oh, he shouldn't have come back. Or, I mean, he shouldn't have turned pro. He needs to come back for another year. And he's late first round. He goes out and, and keeps playing like he has the last couple of games this, this month against Kentucky, two games with Arkansas, Auburn, tonight on the road at Mississippi State in the conference tournament, in the NCAA tournament, helps lead Tennessee to an Elite Eight Sweet 16 run. He'll be a lottery pick. I guarantee you. This is – this is this is why Kennedy's going to be special. I mean, he's already special, mm-hmm. but why? When it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the best players in whatever league he's in. Grant Ramey wrote this article about about the Texas game, and Kennedy says after that game, I learned a lot. Honestly, I just talked to Coach Barnes and let him know. 
that game was a lesson, learning lesson for me. I learned a lot from that game. Sitting and watching the last four minutes of that game, I wasn't mad or anything. I was still cheering my team on in that game. After the game, TJ Ford and Kenny Chandler gets together, and Ford takes Kenny Chandler on, onto the court. He took me onto the court, told me a few things just about the game and what Coach Barnes expect expects and what he's learned from him as a player. Ever since that game, my mindset has changed. So TJ was able to kind of tell Kennedy, okay, this is this is how you see it through Coach Barnes' eyes. Like this is what he is looking for. Remember, the point guard is always an extension of the head coach, just like a quarterback is on, on a football field. And so sometimes you don't see what the coach sees. Well, TJ Ford, who played for Rick and was All-American player for Rick and took that team to the Final Four, um, knows what Rick is looking for from his point guard. So TJ was explaining that, showing Kennedy what it means to play point guard for Rick Barnes. But you are the superstar, man. You are the the five-star player that's getting NIL deals, Everyone's telling you how great you are in the last four minutes of the game. You're not in there. And I watched his reaction. He he didn't pout. He didn't – his body language was positive. Like, I remember – I remember Rick Barnes' most successful team here. That team that lost to Purdue. And if you remember, Ben, there was a starter on that team that in the late game – Moments, it wasn't as clean as that. And so that just speaks to Kennedy's maturity um, and I think where he's going to be here soon. And for him, it's all about getting better. Yes, it's, That's what it's about. It's all about getting better. That's why he's here. Yes, because he knows what Rick Barnes can do for him. Yeah, it, that's what it's about. Yes, and one thing, I'm glad that you brought that up, kind of Kennedy's quotes uh, about sitting on the bench at the end of the Texas game. I'm glad you brought that up because I've, I've been wanting to, to say the last week or so that we as fans just assume within that moment, ah, oh, Kennedy's transferring. Ah, oh, Rick, what is Rick doing with Kennedy? He's on the bench. Kennedy's mad at the world. Kennedy's going to transfer this and that. We just assume that, that the player is PO'd in that moment mm-hmm. and, and, and is automatically going to leave. Uh, you know, Justin Powell, the, the the running joke, if you want to call it that, this year because of his lack of playing time at times has been, oh, it's just going to transfer at, at the end of the year. Look, look at Rick wasting this talent. It's just going to transfer. Jonas Adu, same same situation. And there's there's been guys like that in the past uh, that, that Rick felt that way about. Jaden last year, uh, Keon, or, or that fans felt like Rick was ruining mm. – but these kids view it completely differently, completely differently. Kennedy's appreciative for for kind of how Rick is is handling him uh, so far this year, and, and Justin Powell's the same way. Go listen to any Justin Powell interview and his maturity and understanding of the process is is clear. Like these these kids don't think the way that we some of them do, but for the ones this year. That, that we assume that, oh, Rick's throwing it. Justin Powell, Kennedy Chandler, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Jonas Adu. 
I won't speak for, for Brandon, but because we don't hear from him as often, uh, but for like Kennedy and Justin, who we do hear from pretty often, they, they say the complete opposite. Like they are appreciative for how Rick is coaching them hard and, and understand that Rick has their best interest in heart. You know, the old saying, man, the apple does not fall far from the tree and Kudos to Kennedy Chandler's father. Kudos to Justin Powell's father and their par- and his pa- parents, mom and dad, because I thought about Mac Jones, quarterback with the Patriots, played Alabama, and when he blew up last year at Alabama, they started talking about how his father was involved with with making sure that Mac Jones prepared. And when his time came, that he was ready. They embraced the process. Just worried about getting better, getting better, getting better. Don't worry about not playing. Yeah, two is here. Yeah, you know, this guy's here. Bryce Young is here. Yeah, they're bringing all these guys in. But you just learn. You just worry about getting better each and every day. And then when your time comes, you'll be ready. And that's what Mac Jones did. And... You got to give a lot of credit to his parents, of course, Mac Jones, too, his maturity. But his dad wasn't in his ear. Oh, man, you, they ain't playing you. Man, come on. You you can throw the ball like that. You can do that. Oh, man, they 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 playing favoritism. Then, then you get that in, in your son's head. He starts believing it. Now his, his, his approach is all messed up. Now he's starting to become selfish. Now he's not going to work as hard. He doesn't see the bigger picture because you're putting that filth in his, in his head. So it starts at home, man. It really it really does. So big ups to Kennedy Chandler's family, dad. Mm-hmm. Big ups to Justin Powell's family, dad. They are completely bought in. Yeah, man. And there's there's this theory when, when Tennessee is embarrassed by Kentucky and, and when Tennessee is embarrassed by LSU and Baton Rouge and uh, the, the somewhat of the Texas debacle there in the first half and beginning of the second half and, and Texas Tech, you, you couldn't score. Everybody jumps to, ah, oh, Rick has lost this team. No, no. Go listen to, again, go listen to any Kennedy Chandler or Justin Powell interview and if, if you continue to think that thought after you listen to them, I just can't help you. And here's the other thing. Go watch the players interact with one another. The, Rick, Rick has never at once lost this team the, the way that some people want to make it out to be or, or lost his touch. And, and, like, Rick, the last couple of weeks has done a really good coaching job, making adjustments, and, and Tennessee is paying off those adjustments. He'll have to, to make some more now that Olivier's out, but – uh, really, since the Kentucky game, Rick Barnes and his coaching staff deserve a lot of credit because they've been pressing the right buttons to kind of get the season back on track. Auburn football has, has, has shown us, like, you can truly love something to death. Like, you can love something <laughs> too hard and in the wrong way and stifle its growth. And I think the same thing can be said for parents. Like, you love your kids, it's good, but, like, you can, you can hinder their growth by the things you say and put into their head. So, great, great, great message. Looking at you, Elgin Bates, oh, father of Imani Bates. And 
that that is like well documented that that daddy is is, is an issue there uh, for Imani Bates and and look at him look look how he was one of the top prospects in the entire world of basketball two years ago and and now I mean teams don't want to touch him with a ten foot pole eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three we'll take our first break of the day Swain event fueled by Dead and Barbecue Hour one brought to you by Hiller Plumbing Heating Cooling and Electrical be right back. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. 
No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. 
Time for around the SEC. Woo! Let's go, Ben. Let's get it, man. Auburn, um, they hire he freeze yet? What's going on? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. We'll uh, we'll touch on football here in a moment. Just to rehash what happened last night in SEC basketball. Arkansas beat Auburn 80 to 76 in overtime. Auburn's 19-game winning streak comes to an end. Kentucky beat South Carolina 86 to 76 on the road. LSU beat Texas A&M on the road 76 to 68. And then Vanderbilt beat Missouri 70 to 62. Tonight, we've got three games. Georgia at Florida at 6:30 on the SEC network. Florida is 14 point favorites. At 8:30 p.m. on the SEC network. Alabama at Ole Miss. Alabama is five-point favorites. And then the best game of the night is at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. Number 19, Tennessee at Mississippi State. Tennessee, one-point favorite as of this morning. So that's what's going on in the world of SEC basketball. In the world of SEC football, Vanderbilt has some movement yesterday because Michigan hired its defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, to be the Wolverines' new defensive coordinator. Uh, Jesse Minter is a former Ravens assistant and uh, is is now headed to coach for Jim Harbaugh. And Vanderbilt just promoted Nick Howe to to be the new D.C. He uh, brings nine seasons of coordinating experience from his time at Virginia and BYU. He'd recently been hired as Vanderbilt's DB's coach. So, uh, new DC there at Vanderbilt as the old one left for Michigan and, and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Har- the Harbaugh brothers have been trading assistant coaches for the last couple of years, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I, mean I, I get it. Yeah, smart, but they're both good coaches. You can, you can see the correlation between. The uh, last couple moves from, from Michigan to, to the Ravens. I mean, there's there's always some type of tie, and this is no different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was a, a kind of a quiet day on the SEC football front. Never. Nothing really that new with, with Auburn football. But there, there were two other coaching movements in, in addition to the Vanderbilt D.C. moving on. Uh, an off-the-field staff member at Florida, Paul has Quiloni. Oh, former Syracuse head coach. Yeah. Yes, the, the former Syracuse head coach who I don't know how to pronounce his name. You said it right. You said it right. Yeah. Quiloni. Yes. Uh, spent 14 years at Syracuse. He is now 72. He is going to be the defensive line coach with the Carolina Panthers. So Florida and Billy Napier losing an off-the-field staff member, which is pretty impressive that Billy Napier was able to get a former head coach as – in that type of role there in, in Gainesville. Uh, South Carolina is expected to hire ex-Gamecock and NFL linebacker Devontae Holloman in a support staff role. Uh, he had been the head coach at South Point High School in South Carolina and led the team to a state title last season. And then the last thing I've got for you, Swaino, is Auburn Arena is going to have a new name. As of March 4th, Auburn Arena will be known as Neville Arena in recognition of donors Bill and Connie 
Neville. They must have paid off the, the buyout for Brian Harson. Exactly. So Auburn Arena. And Auburn fans are not happy. And I don't blame them. I, I would not be happy with this name change. I would not be happy with it. As long as they um, are, are dropping the check, then whatever. That's one way to look at it. Oh, by the way, I meant to mention this yesterday, actually. We talked about the LSU jerseys that are being sold. Florida has joined the party. And after we had that discussion on Monday, later that afternoon, Florida announced that coming this fall, Gator Nation will get order-customized Jordan-branded jerseys of their favorite Florida football players, while athletes will be compensated for each sale. So Florida has joined the uh, the Jersey party, and I expect every major university to, to join yep. this. I mean, it, it'd be stupid not to. Absolutely stupid. Yep, yep, yep. So I, and get ready, Tennessee fans. It's, it's more than likely coming. And you, these players can make a ton of money off of Jersey sales. A Hope ton do. of money. I don't I don't know what the, their cut would look like and all the details, but still, I would imagine they would make a ton of money off of it. Yeah, I hope, I hope they do, man. I hope they do. Um, 247 put out a best facilities in 2022, and the SEC has one, two, three, four, five teams on it in the top 10. Oregon number one, AM number two, Alabama three, Clemson four, Georgia five, Ohio State six, South Carolina seven, LSU eight, nine is Northwestern, and Texas is 10. Um, before anybody who's a Tennessee fan gets up and Gets all upset, pump the brakes. It's not. It's not the '90s and it's not the early 2000s. Things have changed. So, embrace it and um, upgrade, improve, and we'll be in that top ten, hopefully. Yeah, but, Tennessee's kind of fallen behind in the facilities arm race all across campus. Uh, Neyland needs renovations, and that that is something that they're in the process of. Thompson Bowling could use some renovations, I would imagine. Really? It's not very aesthetic. I mean, my, well, on the outside, yeah, but, like, inside, I mean, what else can you do on the inside? I mean, it's got 20,000-plus seats, and you got nice area for for the, the long-money people up, up top. Yeah. I mean, I mean. I was more so talking about, like, kind of the underbelly. Yeah. Kind of, kind of starting to look a little old. Yeah, but, but like, but, but football, it's baseball, not a priority. football, and baseball for sure. Yeah. Yes, it, TBA is not a priority. But if if you had the extra cash, it, it'd be nice to. But should, we should paint TBA orange and white, like uh, the basketball warm up pants. Wouldn't that be cool? A striped orange and white TBA on the mm-hmm. outside that mm-hmm. that would that would look mm-hmm. dope. That that would be a big time vibe. But yeah, football facility. Yeah. Kind of falling behind, Neyland falling behind in terms of just Neyland's more so just updating it because it's so old. Yeah, just, Football, just, just baseball the every, is what it is. Just the everyday facilities that the players use, you know, that needs that needs to step up a little bit. And um, you know, looking at some of the comments here, it's not it's not the early two thousands, and I think some of some of our fans need to understand that. It's not like you have been to other arenas and facilities. So how would you how would you know? How would you know what other teams have done to upgrade? We have not upgraded. 
like that. We had one uh, that was going on when, when Derek Dooley was was the coach and then Butch Jones took over and then so you have that extension over there. Um, but really since then, you know, it, was, it was six, seven years ago. What do you think other people are doing? You think other people are not working and raising money and building when you are not? I think it's pretty naive to think that other schools are not upgrading and and, and um, building on and like A and M stuff is ridiculous. I heard. Um, I've also seen videos of of Georgia and Alabama. We know Clemson went through one, a major one, when they had the slide and all that stuff. We saw LSU go through one, one with their locker rooms. Um, South Carolina just went through one as well. Also spent a uh, million dollars for that chicken. You mean the cock? Yeah, the big old cock in front of the stadium for some reason. Um, they they spent a million dollars for that. It looks ridiculous. The bronze, the bronze game cock. The bronze cock. But this is this is why there's a push. That's why there's a push for fundraising. That's why it's a it's a push for. Uh, renovations because our administration they have looked at other facilities they have seen other facilities they have done their research on other facilities so I just think it's easy for us as fans just to see a list and go oh no Tennessee's top 10 easy yeah top 10 10 years ago 10 years ago so doesn't mean ours is bad just means hey other folks have done things more recently and you have to try to stay within the 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 the, the top 10 and you you have to be in the arms link I guess the arms race as far as facilities you're trying to appeal to recruits so Oregon's number 1 number one's going to pass Oregon but is Oregon the best football program in the country nope. no so um it matters to be one of the best, but you don't have to be the best. You just better have some nice stuff. And Tennessee does have nice stuff. Yeah, you just need nicer stuff. That's what recruits and recruits don't pick off of facilities. They don't. They don't. Not not the ones that I talk to. The, the ones that I talk to pay attention to the facilities, but there there's a realization and understanding that at these top schools, everywhere you go is going to have nice facilities mm-hmm. and, and everything that you need. To, to be successful, both from a academic standpoint, from a, a weight room standpoint, a, a nutrition standpoint, a, a locker room and kind of clubhouse area, the, the, the people who are within those environments as well, all these recruits recognize, at least the smart ones, they, they recognize that all these top schools are going to have nice facilities. So I, I have not heard of a kid picking a school based off of a facility no it's not the main thing it's a it's a cherry on top it's nice but again all these kids realize that that every school that they're visiting is going to have nice facilities yep no i agree with you i agree eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three just 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 know that you have nice facilities just need to just need to upgrade a little bit that's all that's all. Just upgrade just a little bit. You'll be good to go. 
and you never really get satisfied. It's it's never over. You mm-hmm. still have to, even when you complete a project, you got to think about the next project that you're going to do in five years or in ten years because the competition is going to upgrade too. So it never it never stops. It never stops. 865-255-03. Check out the text box. VFL99 says, I agree with Ben. Strike TBA would be fire. Yes. It's like on the outside? Yes. So, like, you mean paint the outside like the basketball warm-up pants? Yes. Oh, my god. I don't, I don't really know how to describe this, but you know kind of how, like, TBA has kind of the – I mean, they look like kind of bumps. They're kind of like rows. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't really know how to explain that. You don't need to explain it, Ben. You, you, like Volstorm said, you're trying to turn TBA into a circus tent. Well, if, if Volstorm disagrees, then I, I, I think it'd be a great idea. <laughs> if Volstorm disagrees and doesn't think something will look good – then it looks good. But they got these, like, little striped things. I, I don't know how to describe that. Like, uh, the design of the building. It's like little bumps. And if you could paint one orange, the one next to the white, so on and so forth, it'd it look dope. I think you could use a nice uh, coat of paint. We need to make it pop. I think you could use that. I, I'm, what I'm, what I'm color? You would there. you keep it the same color? I don't like the color. I don't either. What, what, if you could choose the color, what, what, what would you paint it? Black. Mr. Creativity. Black. Volstorm. Black. Black, 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 black on black on black. Um, I don't know. But I would I would I would do something to the outside. I would give it a little little facelift. But I think inside, man, I Yeah, the inside looks beautiful. I can't, I can't wait to get up in Thompson Bowling Arena, man. Woo, woo. Aren't you going to the Kentucky game next Tuesday night? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be late. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. Late and lit. That's right. It's going to be late and lit as long as Tennessee is. going to be litty. As, as long as Tennessee is competing and not let what happened last game against Kentucky happen. Does Auburn right now feel like the Tennessee team that was ranked number one? Because Auburn has not played well since they, they were ranked number one. Not they, they have not looked like the Auburn team that got them the number one ranking. And, and that's kind of how we all felt about Tennessee after it, it beat Gonzaga, got the number one ranking, and then the next couple of weeks it, it didn't really look to the to the eye that, that they were the number one team in the country. I mean, no, they, they have not played like the number one team in the country since they've been number one. But, man, when you're chasing something and then you finally get it, it's, it's hard to have that same fire, desire, that burn, that same sense of urgency inside. When you when you uh, have uh, obtained what you've been chasing, Bruce's Bruce team that went number one beat Memphis. I mean, they turn around and lose against Vanderbilt. Like it's it's that uh, it's that release that gets you in trouble. Uh-huh. It, Auburn has played better as a number two team or a top five team, just like Tennessee played better when it was a top ten. 10 team. It's top hard. Top five team. Tennessee was number one a couple years ago. Well, no, it's not the team they played like they played against Gonzaga that, that time or you know, played in this game. But it's for Auburn, though, you can treat it as a, a good thing as you are approaching the NCAA tournament. Like, th- this was a nice lesson. 
window green. The, the game is tied. You got a ball screen. You don't have to shoot the ball from the logo. You were driving the ball to the basket all game long. Why are you shooting it from the logo? So that's a nice teaching moment. You'd rather it happen in that game than happen in the NCAA tournament. You think uh, Bruce is behind closed doors using that three-point shot as a teaching moment? Absolutely. Because after the game, he said, well, if it went in, we would have won. He's backing his players. He's always done that to to a fault. I, but I can also see him saying that in private, too. I bet he ain't saying that in film study. Like, hey, man, so. good good decision. Well, great, great decision, Wendell. You've, you've been driving the ball to the basket all second half. Walker Kessler has been a beast. Kessler has been a beast. But reject the screen and shoot the ball from the logo. I hate it. Great. Great decision, Wendell. I bet you Bruce Pearl's not saying that in the <laughs> in the video film room. I hope that he is. He's not. You know that. No, it, surely he he isn't. I I Steph Curry has ruined basketball in that regard. Everybody wants to make that shot like Steph. You don't need a three. You don't need it. And yes, if they would have made it, they would have won, and it would have been an awesome shot. But it's not the smart shot. John K says the outside of TBA is metal siding. Sorry, what? Metal siding. The outside of TBA that you're trying to paint. That's what that's what people call it. That's what that's what it's called. Big bad voodoo Nate says uh black would make TBA a Dutch oven. King Vol says paint TBA dark mode, orange and black. <laughs> oh man. Vol fan says the ten the Tennessee uh Number one team kept their ranking for a month, not two weeks like Auburn. Well, the time possessing the number one ranking, it's not the conversation we were having, but you're right. The conversation that that we have, the point is, like, they, since getting the number one ranking, they did not play like the number one team. In Tennessee, a couple years ago, when they were not number one, they actually played like the best team. Remember, there was a conversation about who was better between Duke and Tennessee, and Duke had Cam Reddish, Duke had freaking Zion Williamson, and and Duke had uh, R.J. Barrett, two guys that were all lottery picks in the NBA. And the conversation was, who is the best team in the country, Tennessee or Duke? But when Tennessee got the number one ranking, they did not play like the best team in the country, similar to Auburn. They have not played like the number one team in the country since having that ranking, almost losing to Georgia, and then, obviously, their game game yesterday. So, yes, you're right, Valfe. But that wasn't a conversation for the point that was that was made. Tina R. says, I'm coming to town this weekend for the Vols and Lady Vol games. Oh, yeah. Love to see it, Tina R. Be good to see you again. Can't wait to see good people come in town for, for a basketball game. Tina's the GOAT. That's why I love football season because people come in town and get a chance to, to meet listeners and meet new new Tennessee fans. But I so. also enjoy when football season is over because I don't have to chauffeur people like Big Shot Rob around anymore. Like, all, all he did when he was in town was ask me to drive him everywhere. I was I was Rob chauffeur too, man. I enjoyed it. So, had a good time. Better Sean Reed says, me. stick to radio, Ben. Don't do designs. Stripes <laughs> will be awful. No, they won't. And Sean would know because that's what he does for a living. Hour two coming up. <laughs> 